Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Father, we worship you for this wonderful plan of redemption. That only now are men beginning to appreciate the depths and experience the same of all you invested. Thank you. We enter your word now with all reverence and humility. I pray that you will come and anoint me afresh. That it was, I will speak as I should. Indeed, as an oracle of God, I pray that you put the same unction and anointing that's upon my heart and my lips, put it also on the ears and the hearts of everyone that will hear, both those who are physically present here as well as those who will be hearing me remotely electronically, so that this word, your word, will flow freely from you through me to your people to do an internal and eternal work in all of our hearts, including my own, in particular, to cause our wills to become more humble, minds to be more enlightened with revelation knowledge, emotions to be more tempered and controlled by the power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I further pray as I speak, the power of the Spirit of God be released in great as well as in sufficient measure to heal, to deliver, to break yokes and free men so that they will become doers of these things which they hear and are hearers only. I ask, Father, for mercy to be faithful, that I will deliver this word with precision, redeem the time, and say only what you want me to say. Bring in our treasure of this word, things new and old, as a scribe instructed unto the kingdom. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. The name of the Lord Continue to play that very quietly in the background. There's a powerful anointing on that song. Today we're going to continue and by the grace and mercy of God finish our series on the dynasty, the spiritual dynasty of David overcoming rebellion as exemplified in Absalom, Adonijah and Solomon. For the benefit of those who may be listening to me for the first time, you actually need to go back and get all the other messages. But very briefly, uh, God originally planned Israel to have a spiritual dynasty of leaders, not a biological monarchy. Uh, that's why Joshua was not the son of Moses. Even though Moses had two sons, they didn't qualify. They weren't even, their names didn't even come up. 
God didn't even talk about them. You know, and, 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 and Joshua followed Moses because he was Moses' spiritual son, even though he was not his biological son. So God's purpose for Israel in the promised land was for each generation, he would choose the next king based on their spiritual qualification. However, sadly and regrettably, Israel chose not to do that. They wanted a biological monarchy like the other kingdoms, and God warned them and said, look, if you do this, you're going to have a bunch of bad kings. It turns out history has vindicated God. Um, majority of the kings of both Israel and Judah, but more of Israel, you know, were bad kings. You can count the good kings on your fingers, you know, Hezekiah, and even then they weren't really that very good. Just, um, Jehoshaphat, Josiah, and I think one other guy called Amaziah, something like that. And of course, David and of course, Solomon. And all the others were bad, you know. And today, that relates to the, is equivalent to the, what we call the Saul system, the Pentecostal denominational system. And we saw this when we looked at Absalom and Adonijah. You know, uh, I learned this from Bill Britton. You know, great books, prophetic teachings, you know, on Jesus the Patterns Son, Eagle Saints Arise, and many other books like that. And I remember reading this in the 1983, 84, you know, and it, it really helped me. Because when people like Papa Ralph came, I could move with him. But Papa Ralph said, in fact, I saw him this last time I went to Atlanta just about two, three weeks ago, and he sends his greetings. You know, uh, Ralph told me, you know, he said, if he didn't come to Scripture Pastor, he would never have come back to Nigeria. That, you know, him and uh, my friend Bankoli Akimala, they'd gone around, they went to churches in Lagos, they went to the north, they went to Abuja. The last place they came was Scripture Pastor. This was 1990, you know. But, you know, by the grace of God, we're able to flow spiritually with him. And so he told me, he said, he said, OJ, if I, if I hadn't come to Scripture Pastor, I'd never come back to Nigeria. He said, because they didn't understand what I was talking about. He said, but, you know, scripture pastor. And, and so, you know, uh, the, 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 the denominational system, you know, is a corruption of the Pentecostal anointing. And you see that typified in Absalom as well as Adonijah. You see them, they have 50 men. Why 50? Why 50? Because 50 is symbolic of the day of Pentecost. It's, it's symbolic of what, you see, when you don't, the purpose, watch this, the purpose of the Pentecostal anointing is to take you into perfection, you know, and tabernacles. If you don't use it, it will become corrupted. And you can see it. That's what's happening today. And that's why you find many of the churches are full of Adonijahs and Absaloms. You know, so what they do is, you know, they start branches just like you start Kentucky Fried Chicken or McDonald's. Oh, let's go and start a church in Ibadan. Oh, let's go and start a church in Portacot. You know, then he will now take one of his local uh, helpers. You know, if the man has money and he has some, some type of um, prospects and they will post the man there. Many times the man may not even be called of God. Sometimes he is called of God, but he's actually not ready. He's not, he's not, he hasn't grown enough spiritually qualified. So when they go to those places, you know, they too didn't want to become king. <laughs> so uh, rebellion and all of that, you know, the, 
That's where we get the uh, denominational system from. It's not, it's not the perfect will of God. Now, God has used it, still is using it, but it is not the perfect will of God. God's system it should be a natural, organic growth, just like you have a tree. The trees outside, when you plant them, over many years, they, you know, they grow, then they grow branches, then they have fruit, you know, but it takes a long time. You know, the, uh, the, uh, the denominational system is like a Christmas tree that you can take the gift off and you can put it on. It looks nice, it looks bright from the outside, but it has no real life. You know, the, the, even if you put it in, in some earth in it, and put it in a bucket, it will have some light, but very, very little. And after some time, it will dry up. <laughs> and that's why you see a lot of the, the, the Pentecostal denominational systems not producing uh, 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 the Christ, which is the purpose of God, so that we can grow up into him in all things. In fact, most of them have lost that vision. So what they do is, you know, just a lot of, uh, again, I, I learned this from Bill Britton, Plenty of out, up, outreach, but very little upreach. In other words, you got a spread, a growth in numbers, you know, that is spread, but you do not have a corresponding spiritual growth. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want to go into all of that detail. You know, so anyway, and so that's why God didn't want them to have a king. Because the next king must be one of the sons of the present king, whether they're qualified spiritually or not. You know, and uh, and led to all the terrible system. Thank God, God had given them a way out by giving them this instruction in Deuteronomy chapter seventeen. I want us to look at that again this today before we come back to First Kings chapter. We stopped in our last lesson in chapter four, five, and six. You know, uh, and, and and the building of the temple. You know, we're going to finish the building of the temple today. And then we'll start to see the terrible things Solomon did. And the reason why. It's also a spin-off from the Bible study. Solomon did not take it to himself and to the doctrine. Even though he wrote some of the doctrine. It's one of the most frightening truths in, in the scripture. Who could believe that Solomon, the son of David, will wind up the way he wound up, as we're going to see this afternoon. So, anyway, look at Deuteronomy chapter 17. This is a recurring decimal in this series, Overcoming Rebellion. This was what God intended for them. God knew that they were going to ask for a king. He didn't want it, but he knew they were going to do it. So he said, now, if you do that, if you go that route, you know, then for that king to be a part of the spiritual dynasty, God already had a plan for kings right from Abraham. He said, kings will come out of you. Then the Lord Jesus was going to come and we today in Christ Jesus are kings and priests in Christ Jesus. It was a spiritual dynasty originally. It was never a biological monarchy. But God said, I'll patch you in. If you want a biological monarchy, I will patch you in. But this is the condition. He said, when you, when, 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 you, when you come to the land, you will ask for a king. Verse 14. When you come to the land and you ask for a king, you know, then let's jump to verse. Uh, he said, you must be an Israelite. Don't, don't make a foreigner. Incidentally, uh, this just came to me now by the Spirit. Had Absalom succeeded 
Absalom's mother was not Israeli. See, that's the problem with this thing. When you try and do, you don't do it God's way. You're all going to have what kind of... Absalom, his, his mom came from Gera. She was an Israelite. Again, a mistake, you know, because of, it's a sin from David. It's David who caused all that nonsense. If he hadn't had all those funny wives, they, he would never have given birth to children like Absalom and um, Adonijah. You know, the Yoruba people have a saying. I don't know the saying. I don't know how to quote it very much. My, my wife talks about it, you know. But, but the, 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 the essence of it is this, that the, the, the children, you know, do what they learn from their mother. You know, I've forgotten how she said, you know. <laughs> Pastor Andrew has got it. He's better than your brother than I am. You know, did you say it again? Owuya. Some people, they know it, you know. You get, you get, you get the drift. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I don't know that. I, I know it. I know what it means, but I, I don't know it very well. You know, you know was, it, it's, it's the thread of the mother, something like that. You know, that the, that the child uses to sew its cloth, something like that. You know, something like that. You know, and, and you see it in all the children. You see it in the Bible. You will see, you, go and check the book of Kings and First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. He'll say, you know, and, 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 and this guy was king. And he reigned, and he did that was evil in the sight of the Lord. And his mother, his mother, like one of the children of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, I know he's in heaven. Give Jehoshaphat a clap offering. Because I'm going to criticize him in a minute. You know, and he knows I, I don't mean anything bad, you know. But these things were written for admonition, you know. Joshua made affinity with the house of Ahab. That's no nonsense. Nonsense. So it would take, you know, during holidays when they have, you know, a feast or something, they would take all the children to Ahab's house, you know, and his children would mix Ahab's children. You know what happened? One of his sons married Ahab's daughter. That boy killed all his brothers. What you affiliate with is very, very critical. He said he had affinity. He was close, and see what it ha see what happened. You know that's why spiritually I'm very careful. I I walk in love towards everybody, even my adversaries will tell you that. You know if I have any. You know I guess I do. You know but you know it doesn't matter. You know but I'm very careful who I am close to. Affinity is a different matter. I'm supposed to love everybody. Jesus loved all his disciples. But he was close to John. He was close to Peter, James. You know, he was closer to John. Then he was also close to the 12. He was also close to the, 12, to the, to the 70. And then he was also close to the multitude. <laughs> but not the same level of affinity. And you've got to be wise. Most people don't understand that love requires wisdom. Love is not just emotion and sentiment. So I'm very careful. So he said to them, you know, uh, <clears throat> but, verse, let's read verse 16. But he, he the king, shall not multiply horses to himself to cause the people to return to Egypt to the end that they should multiply horses for as much as God has said you won't go that way. Verse 17. Neither, we're going to get to Solomon in a minute. You see how Solomon 
blatantly violated all these scriptures. And that tells you something. Again, what I said during the Bible study, God's love is not unconditional. It's just that it's not undeserved. And when you, if you push it and you start doing the wrong thing, even if you are David's son, <laughs> you don't get closer to God than David. He said, I found in David the son of a man after my own heart. Who wrote the book of Proverbs? You, the fact that you did all of that will not exclude you from the chastening and the punishment that will come if you disobey the scripture. In fact, your own will be worse. The Bible says, don't be many teachers. He said, for we teachers are going to be judged by higher standard. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. <laughs> Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. It's exactly what Solomon did. We're going to see that in a minute. And it shall be, when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him, I didn't hear you, a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priest. In other words, have his own personal copy. The king could afford it. In those days, they didn't have printing press like today. He said, give him a personal copy. Let him have it done. And it shall be with him. Now, that, 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 that scroll will be in his bedroom. It will be on the side of the throne, you know. He'll be reading it every day. And he shall read therein some of the days of his life. That he may learn to fear the Lord his God. To keep all the words of this law and statutes to do them. Observe, everybody say learn. The fear of God is not automatic. You have to learn it. Obedience is not automatic. You have to learn it. That he may learn. You know, we've all been to school. You know, you have to learn English, learn mathematics, learn, you know, French or whatever subject. You, you have to stay, listen, practice, do homework. So it is with the Word of God. If you don't, if you don't give it time and you don't study and, and you don't practice it, you'll never become uh, 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 an expert at it. You'll never become good at it. Same thing. Just spiritual. The other ones are mental, but it's the same principle. You have to learn. That he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all of the words of this law and these statutes to do them. That his heart be not lifted up above his brethren. In other words, if he doesn't do this thing, his heart is going to be lifted up. Go and check all the kings. That's what happened. Every single one of them. Even, even Hezekiah, who was a good king. I'm just remembering Hezekiah now. You know, <laughs> you know what the Lord said about him? You know, God, this man, he was sick. God healed him and gave him 15 extra years. In those 15 extra years, he had a son called Manasseh, which is another story. I don't want to go to Manasseh tonight. But, you know, you know, uh, while he was king, you know, some, some people came from Babylon. And, you know, pride. The God was God who blessed Hezekiah. He wanted to show off his wealth. So he took all those visitors and showed them all the wealth. The, showed them his house and the temple and all the something. God was so angry with him. God, through the prophet Isaiah, 
sent for him and said, who are these men? Did they come from? He said, what have you shown them? He said, said, there's none I did not show them. He said, hear the word of the Lord. He said, it is their children that will come. This was going to be about a hundred years later. You know, that will come and they will, everything you've shown them, they're going to pack everything and take it to Babylon. You know what Hezekiah said? He said, so long as it's not in my time. Selfish, self-centered, heart lifted up. And that's a good king. If you don't do this thing. And he speaks to us today. Olubi Johnson or no Olubi Johnson. I always use myself. You know, if I don't do this, my heart will be lifted up. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, you know, there's no shortcut about this thing. That's why of all the things Jesus could have told us, the one he emphasized was meekness and lowliness of heart. And how do you do it? By this same method. You have to say it, do it, practice it. And Jesus did that. One thing I found out amazing about the Lord Jesus Christ was how, and God, the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit didn't take on a human body, but Jesus did, you know, was how self-effacing Jesus was. How humble he was. You know? He healed someone and said, don't tell anybody. One guy healed him in the midst of a multitude. Marvelous healing. He said, shh. And then he disappeared. The man didn't even know who Jesus was. Then later in the temple, Jesus saw him and said, behold, you are healed. He said, you know, uh, sin no more. So a worse thing will not come upon you. Then the man now went to go and tell the people, ah, is that rabbi? And the Bible said, and they persecuted Jesus. That's how Jesus was. He would, he would, you know, he would just do things quietly. He didn't do things for human glory. He didn't really care who knew or who didn't know. Even at the wedding feast of Cain of Galilee, you know, it was only the servants. I'm sure they must have known later on. It was only the servants who knew. His mommy just said, whatever he tells you, do it. So he says, go and fill the water pots with water. They filled it. He said, now take it to the governor. The governor didn't know where it came from. Ah, that is wine. The original. <laughs> this wine is good. You know, he didn't even know. Jesus didn't go and announce. You know, that's, that, that's what we call the spirit of Christ. I don't, I see very little of it in the church. Most of us love, we love title. We love <laughs> the autophys. We are pre- preeminence among the brethren. You know, we show off. You know, it's not the spirit of Christ. Jesus is not like that. He's not like that at all. In fact, he abhors it. You know what he said? He said that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Just, you know, you, you can do things and do it quietly. People don't have to know it was you who did it. And even when they know and all of that, you again direct the thing to God. You give the glory to God. You know, and very few of us, you know, we can't handle that level of power or wealth. You know, when we have it, ah, everybody must know, you know. <laughs> Mercy on. That his heart be not lifted above the brethren, that he turn not aside from the commandment to the right and or to the left, that he may end to the end, 
or to the purpose, that he may prolong his days in the kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. God gave them, he said, I'll patch you in. This is Olubi Johnson paraphrase. I'll patch you in to the spiritual dynasty. So even though it's going to be a natural dynasty, if the natural kings will do this thing, automatically they will qualify into the spiritual dynasty. But sadly, that did not happen. You know, and even Solomon and David, through whom we think it should have happened, because David was, you know, sovereignly chosen by God, anointed. You know, David wrote the Psalms. You would have thought that they would have drummed this thing into Solomon's head. But sadly, alas, alas, David was the one who even began the mistakes. You know, he was the one who started marrying many wives. Not as much as Solomon. And he started doing all these funny things. You know, so let's, let's, let's go back to 1 Kings chapter 5. 1 Kings, oh Jesus help me, and we, we, we saw last week that they start building the temple, they prepare all the wood, the gold, we looked into all of that, I'm not going to go back into all of that, you know, and uh, the, the temple is prepared and it's a type of the church today, the perfect church, the, the stones were prepared outside and they brought them, they shaped them. You know, and then they brought them to the temple. In the temple, there was no noise or hammer or axe, which speaks of perfect unity, the unity of the Spirit. That's the kind of church that God is currently raising up. The stones are being prepared as I speak now. And when the manifestation of the glory of God begins, then you know the foundation has been laid. As I speak now, the foundation has not been laid. I'm talking about the perfect church. The church is there. The, 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 the general body of Christ, but the bride of Christ, you know, the church that is going to carry the glory of God, that church is going to be built with the stones, you know, the, the, on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets in full anointing, not partial anointing as we have had it. Let me throwing something. In recent time, I've been listening to, you know, I listen to things on the internet when I see something, especially if it's if it looks like something I'm saying, I, I like to learn because some, God may give some people a, a different perspective, and I do learn. In fact, recently, I've been listening to, I listened to one guy from America who's been talking about the feasts, you know, tabernacles and all of that, the Shemit, Shemitah cycles, which I also taught here. So, and beautiful stuff, you know, and I'm in agreement with a lot of what they're saying. And I, I myself have learned, you know, I'll preach that some other time. You know, now listen to some other guys in Nigeria. You know, we have a problem here with titles. You know, you find themselves calling themselves apostle, calling themselves prophet and all that. I don't doubt that they may have some measure of an apostolic or prophetic anointing. That's probably true. But to go about banding that, you know, title and, and using it I, 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 is this thing again that's not the spirit of Christ Jesus was an apostle he was the apostle and high priest of our calling, Jesus never used the title Jesus was a prophet even he, he, didn't, he didn't even use the title prophet he recognized himself as a prophet, he spoke that he had, was a prophet but he he, he, he was never you know um, addressed he allowed himself to be addressed as prophet. He was always called rabbi. Even though he was a prophet, he was more than a rabbi. Rabbi is just teacher. 
He was a prophet. He was an apostle. And I, I'm going to follow that example. I'm not going to follow these other boys. I'm not. I've made up my mind about that. You know, over the years, you know, I, you know, I was, Pastor Olubi is okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. I may have a prophetic, I do have a prophetic anointing. I do have an apostolic anointing. But I'm not going to use the titles, you know. Because see, those things get to your head. And then they begin to corrupt your heart. And before you know it, the original pure anointing you have starts getting corrupted. That's not going to happen in this move. God's going to make sure of that. Okay? And so, the temple is built and it is finished. It took seven and a half years. That's where we ended last time. Seven and a half years to build, which is parallel to the seven and a half years of David's reign, firstly in Hebron, before he now goes on to Jerusalem. That tells us that the church, the perfect church, is going to take seven years for it to be finished or completed. It will start with the foundation, the manifestation of the sons of God, and then more and more people all over the world will, will come into the experience you know, of borrowed anointing and all of that. And God actually gave me an understanding. As I say, it's a kind of vision. It wasn't a vision. It was a, re- it was a very clear revelation in my heart. You know, some years ago, I taught on the church in the candlestick. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.